Hi, I'm Jessica Lowe, and I'm a realtor. And I'm Jamie Knight, a mortgage loan advisor. We've been friends for years, and we're here to talk about all things real estate. Buying, selling, and maintaining your most valuable asset. Follow us to stay up to date on homeownership, tips, and market trends. You're at home with Jessica and Jamie. Good morning. Good morning. I just took, I just giggle when we hit that record button because all of a sudden it's like that panic moment of, oh wait, it gets real. Now, now we got to start talking. Uh, anyway, uh, so welcome back. Welcome back. How's your week going, Jamie? Mm, it's going well. It's going well. Um, I know before coming here, we talked about, I was starting to think of different things and um, a real life situation came up that I wanted to share if that's okay. Absolutely, I love these real world situations. Of course, we know favorite. we like that. But let me ask you, how's your week going? Oh, it's great. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. Very productive. Well, that's a good thing, right? Mm -hmm. Of course, so hopefully you are having a productive week as well. If not, sit back and listen and enjoy this episode, we're going to kind of hit home on um, actually finding the right realtor. And you'll know why in a second, but tune in. Whether you're ready to buy now or in the future, um, I feel this is a good, this is going to be a real good one. Um, so that's what we're going to be talking about. And then we'll wrap up with a tip for you all. But let's go back. So recently... I had a client and they're out of state. Okay, so I am licensed in several states. <clears throat> Excuse me, not sure what that's all about. Allergies, anyone? <laughs> Allergies? Okay, so I digress. Um, so I have out of state clients licensed in several states and he, this client happens to be out of state. I've already said that, wow. This, this is starting off good, isn't it, right. Jessica? Maybe we can edit that clip, clip, is it, cut. Is it too early? I don't know. <laughs> I swear, we're not drinking. All right, so anyway, uh, they found a realtor, and this is a client that would need hand-holding. And I knew that from the beginning. Um, they, and it was expressed to me. You know, I could just tell. I get to know my clients. I'm talking to them, and I understand this is someone we're going to have to walk through. Whether far or near, it's going to be one that needs that attention. Um, they're going to need that extra support. Mm -hmm. No big deal. No big you deal. know, I want to give that all the time. But sometimes, you know, there's, there's going to be, so, you know, instead of doing everything electronically, everything had to be mailed overnight. Okay. Not a big deal. Happens all the time. So, but once I start talking to my clients, I'm obviously doing the lending and making sure they're looking and getting the pre-approvals and doing all this. And I check in, you know, how are things going? You know, I know that even though you have a pre-approval letter does not mean you're going to get that house the next day. Right. right. So I know, so I just check in, hey, how are things going? And sometimes I get a, ah, this stinks. Oh. <laughs> or, oh, I guess it's okay. So, you know, it's one of those with pre-approvals, you just kind of check in with your clients, see how they're doing. And then once that contract comes, then everything starts getting put in motion, right? Of course. But there's a lead up to it of when you're on that search. And come to find out when I was checking in, my client was receiving um, houses or looking at a houses that that wasn't even in their, what, what did I say? Not their list, not their... It did not fit their criteria. Thank you, that big word criteria. Um, totally, see this is, again, um, I know these <laughs> words, just apparently not this morning. So didn't fit their criteria. And I was saying, well, you need to talk to your realtor, find out, 
you know, say, why am I getting these things? Because I know there's uh, different programs, different things that they can do to, you know, hone in, you mm-hmm. know, meet, you know, meet your needs, right? And so, but then I was just hearing more things of how it was a struggle to get them to show them houses, you know? I know this day and age, a lot of things is online, but this is someone that physically wanted to go and see, and they were used to riding with their realtor and going around and looking at homes, and that client was still in, you know, that's that's what that client wanted, right? Sure, yeah. Okay, so now we're in contract, and there's things that are happening that I, it's just not going as smoothly as you would think, and I've requested for help, and I will tell you, I'm always one that something's not going to fail because of something I did. Of course. Right? right. So it always goes to speak of finding that great relationship with your realtor and your lender because you want someone, and you know, like me, and I, I'm saying that not because, but someone that's going to check in on you, someone that's going to make sure you're getting things signed, making sure you're updating the realtor, telling them the progress where everything is, and that will reach out and say, hey, we need some help here getting this information so on and so forth, right? You have that working relationship. So this brings me to you, Miss Jessica. Mm-hmm. I need you to speak on the first initial step. You find the lender, you get that relationship, you get that pre-approval, make sure that's the right person, right? And you're not stuck with that lender either. If, if you get a pre-approval from and you're not getting those answers, you can always oh, find, of course. S- find someone else, right? Yeah. But when you first get started <clears throat> in a realtor, What are the first steps? What should they do in terms of, okay, I know what I want. I know the area I want. How do they, quote unquote, shop for a realtor? Let's go back to the very beginning. Basics, yeah. Um, I recommend talking to local friends and family, wherever you are. Um, Ask for recommendations. What was your buying or selling process like? Um, How well did your agent communicate with you? Um, if you don't have any referrals from mm-hmm. family or friends, my suggestion is start going to those open houses on the weekend. Not only should you be looking to see what houses are available in different neighborhoods and what amenities, you know, amenities, uh, different floor plans offer, different neighborhoods offer, but you should also be, in a way, interviewing agents. Um, (laughs) that is and you'll I think you'll know right away um I don't know maybe not right away but you'll know kind of what you are looking for and if you mesh well with someone um well that's how I found you that is how and that's how because I you know there are people and I knew but there was something about you and that's that's saying look at the homes but then how does that realtor that is at the open house how are they communicating with the people coming through? How are they talking to you? Mm-hmm. Because just imagine that's, you know, if you ever go to sell, that's how they're gonna be talking to other people. Or if that's, if you're buying, that's how they're gonna be communicating with you and other people too. So, I mean, it's a true testament to that person's character. Okay, so go on. So yeah, there's a good thing about going to the open houses. Oh, for sure. So, um, okay, so let's say, for instance, um, you already have an agent that you've been working with. You've been looking at houses here and there. 
Um, maybe you even signed a buyer's agency agreement with that agent. Yes. But let's say you are less than thrilled with that agent's performance and or communication or whatever it is, but something's happened or happening that you don't appreciate. Are you locked in? That's the big question that people have. Oh my gosh, I signed a buyer's agency, so this means I have to I have to work with this agent for that length of time, right? Cuz you that's signed That's the assumption. Okay. Thank you. So that's I want clarity because that was where my client Correct. was I'm stuck. Mm-hmm. And but you're not stuck. Okay, so explain, explain, dig in for okay, us. Okay. So whether you have a an active buyer's agency agreement with an agent or if even if you have a listing agreement that you have your house on the market and this agent sign is in your yard if you are not happy you have every right to terminate those agreements so then let's take it back so what is the purpose of signing that agreement then well so the purpose of signing the agreement basically states whenever the property closes that your agent is entitled, well, your agent is working on your behalf. Okay. And that, um, you know, contracts and things that the agent creates on your behalf is valid and relevant. Okay. And then at the end, it also entitles that agent to her, his or her commission. So really, it's not, it's not, you can't break it then. You can totally break it. But that is definitely not a known thing. Correct. I mean, I have had um, I have had people call me and say I made a mistake. It's like it's okay. We all make mistakes. <laughs> um, I have had um, I, I got a call from this was a, a couple years ago. I got a call from it was actually a past client of mine. I helped yeah. her purchase this house. And then she went to sell it and thought that, you know what, I really don't want to pay a full commission, so I'm going to go with the discount brokerage and list my house that way. So I saw it come up on the market, and I was like, oh, "Oh, I I see you, I see you. Of course, (laughs) I didn't didn't say anything. It's not my business, and I I cannot reach out to her if she has an active, I say her because I'm thinking about a person. Yes. Whoever, if they have an active buyer's agency agreement, the agent can, the other agent, the one that you want, the one you're dreaming of, (laughs) cannot reach out to you. That's called going behind the sign. But you can reach out to them. them. Okay. And so she did. And she calls me and she was like, Jess, I made a mistake. I am so sorry. I was like, honey, I can talk to you, but you have to break your... Um, listing agreement first. She's like, how do I do that? And so I told her what to do. She calls me back 15 minutes later and says, okay, it's done. Please come over. So. Wow. Yeah. So is it, is it kind of a understanding if someone does call you? I mean, I'm assuming the realtor is going to try and say that, right? Instead of lose the listing or. I mean, she, I mean, he, she, he, or her, they they can try to save it, but I mean, honestly, they don't. The damage has already been 
done. They, they, they can't force the agreement to stay in place. Okay, so it's one of those if they try and say, give me a chance, and your client says, no, I, I'm done, damage is done, I want to move on. Yeah. Basically, do you just have to get a written, Is it? can it be verbal, or does it have to be a written transaction? Every brokerage is different. different. Okay. All right, so then as you, the client, find out if this is the step you need to take, one, don't feel bad. Don't feel bad about it. It's it's only business, as it's, they say. You know, unfortunately, if that person, you know, that realtor was doing what they said they were going to do, you wouldn't be in this situation. Mm-hmm. You know, and sometimes personalities clash. Sometimes, you know, people have varying opinions or thoughts on, you know, how to put a, um, a strategy in place to buy or sell. And there's there's differences. Yeah. And it's okay. And, that, and that's something, too, is, you know, kind of, right? Correct me if I'm wrong, but if you're talking and you kind of get a feel, you start talking to all these realtors, and then you're like, you know what? This one feels right. Let's go with this. And then you get into the actual nitty-gritty of it all, and then you come to find out, that was, that was, that was a nice, whatever it was, whatever they told me, whatever I felt was right, it is no longer right. Mm-hmm. It is not, this is not what I expected from what they told me. That is when don't feel like you said, don't feel like you're stuck. Take that opportunity to walk away because it will be the longest process in history if you guys, history, um, if you can't communicate, I mean, communication is, I mean, number one priority, you've got to be talking. And if you don't feel comfortable and there's already that eh mm-hmm. between you, it's going to be just not a fun experience. And, you know, there's, it's already emotional. We've talked about that on other episodes, just the emotional roller coaster of buying and selling. You've got to make sure you just feel comfortable the whole time. So now we know um, you're still looking. You can get out of that, find another one. But what if you are in contract and now you're in contract and it's like pulling teeth to find out what's going on or maybe you feel like your realtor is saying, hey, you should take this. You know, you find out from whether it's an appraisal, an inspection, or whatever it is, and there is something that you don't like, so you ask for A, B, and C, you ask for something, and then the seller comes back and says, no, I won't do A, but I'll do B, and you don't like B, um, but your realtor is kind of telling you, oh, take it, take it, take what they want. Pushing you to do it. Pushing you to do it. So now that already puts another strain on that relationship what can you do if you feel, again, I'm, I'm under contract. This is my realtor. Now what? Are you still, I hate saying it, but are you still stuck until the end? Um, kind of yes and no. Okay. So um, if your property closes, the agent that you signed your agreement with will get their commission and it's counted as their sale. However, you are welcome to contact that agents, managing broker, um, whoever is you know in charge of that office, okay, and say, hey, I need your help, and that broker could step in and assign someone to basically handle the transaction from that point to closing, okay, um, or you know, they themselves could just kind of oversee it. Mm-hmm. And maybe be you know like a <laughs> like a mediator between the um, between the agent and the client, 
So there's there's different things that can happen to make it easier. Um, I would just hope that you know things don't blow up during transaction. I mean, because that's again, that's stakes hard. are high, yeah. emotions are high, and the the last thing that you want is to feel like you're fighting a battle with the person who's supposed to be representing you. Right. This uh, you're gonna laugh at this one, but I've got to ask. So. Because I almost called you and I didn't, but what if the lender, okay, so I'm going to ask you this, what is PC, you know, what, what would be appropriate? Part of me was not getting a response from the realtor. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, like I, I can only do so much. So you're calling, texting, emailing, so every, and not getting a response. And so it was like, I, the responses weren't coming i guess in a timely manner knowing the close date yes you know when you know that and you're looking and appraisal hasn't been ordered you're going okay things got to move a little quicker here at some point let me ask the lender knowing that this is a client that needs support period they sure. just need that extra because they really don't know what's going on and you were taking them through every step of the process. Could I have called the broker Oh, and asked, I don't, I mean, I would never want to do that because I want to respect everyone's, but at some point I was going, how, if this person doesn't respond, what can I do? Is there something as the lender could I do? Um, I mean, obviously I, you would get permission from your client. Hey, I'm not getting feedback. May I call above? I don't think that's really the steps you'd want to take. No. At all. But what what would be that lender? What would be that PC? Because obviously I didn't do that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> responses started coming in, but I was getting nervous of what if I don't hear? What if there's not that help? What if there's not that support? Do I just sit quietly and tell my client, I am doing this, you know, if this is where I'm getting, you know? You know, yeah, that's tricky because the right? professional relationships and we, we've got a whole other set of, um, what you say, rules of, you know, how far we can step with things. Right. Um, so you did mention earlier that you were able to communicate with buyers title company, mm -hmm. correct? Yeah. Um, I guess my question would be, is that title company affiliated with the realtor's office? Because, you know, it could be one of those things that you talk to the escrow agents, you know, the title company, you know, people and say, Hey, have you been able, do you know how to best get a hold of this person? Yeah, I, that's, I mean, I, I hope that this doesn't come up again, but I thought, oh my gosh, we are talking about this because it's so important of having that right realtor that does communicate. And it's not just about communicating with the client and really understanding their needs, but it's communicating to the lender. Like you all are working in unison to get to the end. It's a team. It is a team effort, hands down. And I just felt so like, oh my gosh, you know, so. But because really, 
obviously we have our own frustrations with things, but in the end, it's the client who suffers. Right. And that's just, oh, it's painful to even think about. I know. So it's like, you know, the, the people that we're trying to protect, the people that we represent, you know, the people who don't do this every day. Yeah. You know, they don't know the ins and outs and all the hoops that we have to jump through. You but know, they're I, the ones that suffer because they're like, I, I don't know what's going on. I feel like I'm not being listened to. I'm kind of hanging out here in the dark. And yeah, I mean, that's the person who suffers with us. And that's, you know, a lot of it is not really understanding the process. And you're just, okay, sign here, do this. Yeah, because you're putting your trust in that person. Exactly, which I'm going to talk to you. Okay. I'm going to talk to you about doing, and that's what, before you came in, I was talking to our marketing department about doing a video um, or doing some kind of scenario where it's helping clients understand the process of when they buy, you know, when they're supposed to do the pre-approval, when they're talking to their realtor and going back and forth and making it fun. But then it's something that we can send, you know, to your clients like, okay, here's what's going to happen. Here's just kind of a fun little way of knowing mm -hmm. the steps and everything. And this the is timeline. the timeline. Yeah. You know, because you don't know. And I just had a call the other day and, you know, the client, I love this. I'm not stupid. You know, I understand things, but I really don't understand what all this means. And I'm like, first of all, you're right. You are not stupid. Um, but unless you do this day in and day out, no, you're not going to understand. So I kind of laid out, it was a different scenario for something, but I just kind of laid out here. Here's what's going to happen. Here's what this means. Here's what's going to happen once we get this information, where it goes. And you, oh, okay. You know, and once you give that client clarity and understanding, then it's not so, I, you're, at, you're at the mercy. You're at the mercy of the lender, the realtor, everybody, especially if you don't know. So just helping our clients become more informed. So yeah, so to any realtor listening, I promise <laughs> I will not go to your broker, um, but I will do all that I can to make sure that I keep you informed. And we, you know, same thing. I just ask that realtors keep your, keep your lenders informed. You know, if you know that, you know, you've got a client and it's expressed, work together to help this experience, help make it the best experience for that client. Yeah. So, some clients are definitely more needy than others. Mm -hmm. It's not right or wrong. It just no. is what it is. Everyone's different. Everyone has different expectations and, Absolutely. Um, you know, just ways to get them across that finish line. Yeah. And again, we do this every day. So we should be a little bit more versatile right. and flexible <laughs> to accommodate our people. So this is, you know, I was like, oh, this will be a fun one and not like fun in a, a good sense, but it's one of those, I feel like this is like one of those deep ones, like we got in deep, but. Because yeah, again, and I have gotten those questions of, Jessica, I made a mistake, can you help me? And yeah. they're freaking out that they're stuck. You know, I signed this, this. I signed this agreement listing agreement, buyer's agency agreement, either one. And now I don't I don't want to work with this person anymore. I mean, I've gotten that question, I, I don't know how many times. That's and so obviously, you know, that it happens more often than we think. Yeah, and that's probably more people. I mean, I kept hearing the word stuck, stuck. And, you know, I'm just like, communicate. Have you have you shared this? You know, if, if you're doing your part as, maybe there was just a misunderstanding. Mm -hmm. 
you know, maybe have you shared, you know, and then if you realize, no, I have, I, I've said this and nothing's happening, then, then do your due diligence. So to recap, the buyers, when you sign that with buyer's the realtor, agency agreement, the buyer, mm -hmm. yes, the agreement, thank you. To recap, that is stating that when you go to close, you're responsible, all that good stuff, but it does not mean you are bound to them and for that t length of time. Correct. So sometimes what do you sign? Like 30, 45 days, 60 days? What actually, like, what is it? Well, it's different in this market because things happen so quickly. Yeah. But in, let's say, normal times, I usually do a six-month listing agreement or a six-month buyer's agency. Okay. Sometimes it takes that long to find a house. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Sometimes it, it takes that long to sell. <laughs> yes. So this, what what is today's market look like when you do it? You know, maybe you I'll do, do six three. months just because. You know, I, I'm kind of in the habit of just Cause plugging it, in six months. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, if someone's like, well, can we just make this three? I'm, I'm not going to fight about it. Like, yeah. sure, whatever. It's going to be done by then anyway. It's fine. So, yeah. So to recap, no matter the length of time that you sign as you're on your hunt for your next home, mm -hmm. your first home, whatever it may be, if you don't feel that this is the right relationship because that's what it is then you can walk away you just have to tell them hey thank you but this is not working um but before you jump ship and go to another one or whatever again do your research ask friends and family find that referral um you know find people that you connect with that are like you and ask them because they're gonna get probably you know when it's like people i wouldn't ask just the neighbor that you you know you're friends with but you mm -hmm. have different personalities, you might not mesh well with that person, you know? So get And, and that. seriously, the one thing to not do, please don't do this. And, and, and it, yes, sometimes it works out beautifully, but don't go to an open house, talk with the listing agent and be like, yeah, okay, will you help me buy it? Just don't. Don't use the same agent that's listing the house to help you purchase it. Okay, so you know what? Scratch that homeowner's tip we were just going to give. <laughs> <laughs> this is the homeowner's tip. So and, and yes, sometimes it works out beautifully. Yeah. But and please know that agent is representing the seller. Okay, so since this is our tip, normally it's just a couple minutes, but can you give maybe a little, give a little punch as why it can work out, but for the most part, get someone that represents you why? Take it away. Okay. Here's a little lesson in agency 101. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So this is how there's a couple ways that this can be handled. If um, let's say, I'm just going to say me as an agent, because this is what I do. And I've been through this situation numerous times. So I'm sitting at an open house at my listing. Someone comes through the door and says, you know what? I really like it. I don't have an agent. Will you help me purchase it? So I have two options. I can say, well, both times I say yes, but it, there's definitely a conversation that takes place. So I can say, I represent the seller, and for you, I will be what's called, well, I would still be a seller's agent, but it's almost like a transaction broker. I will help you fill out the forms I cannot advise you. I cannot pull comps for you. I cannot really help you in any way. 
other than filling in the blanks on the contract of what you want to offer my seller. Oh, wow. And so then during the process, I would say, hey, you need to order an inspection. It's You have so many days to get this done. I don't order it. I'm not there at the house during inspections. I don't help you interpret that inspection report and figure out what you're going to ask for. I do none of it. You're on your own. I'll tell you what needs to be done and by when. I'll give you the timeline, but I can't help you through it. Does that make sense? Yes. Or my second option when they come through the door and say, I want to buy this house. I can say, okay, I will be a dual agent. So that means I need to get on the phone with my seller and say, hey, someone came through the door that wants me to be a dual agent. So that means I have to almost pull back a little bit from my seller. And I can kind of advise both, but I cannot use information that I hear from one party. To share with the So like, let's say if the buyer says, you know what, this house is listed for 300,000. I'm willing to go up to 315, but let's start at, you know, 295. Mm-hmm. I can't go to my seller and say, you know what, he's willing to do 315, so let's just, I can't you do can't, that. It would be a huge yeah, violation, still right? still have to have. So dual agency is possible. I don't like it because you have to be super careful. You are walking a tightrope the entire time. Yeah, because you've got to keep all those conversations. You have to be like super ethical. Like everything you do or say or think, you have to question. Of can I do say or think this? Um, Gosh, that's a whole another level of stress. And I'm sure for the just FYI, I've never done dual agency, but I have sold my own listings. But I have been a seller's agent the entire time. But I definitely have a very honest conversation with that buyer of what my responsibilities are and aren't to them. The expectations from the get go. So it's not like they come back, well, Jessica, remember I set that expectation. This is all I can do for you. So it's not, you are very upfront. Absolutely. That's amazing. So our homeowner's tip this week then is to really think long and hard about, um, going and saying, okay, to the seller's agent, be my agent too. Think about all those little things. If you have not listened to other episodes, go back and listen to what goes into buying and selling and what all your realtor does behind the scenes, because that might help you say, oh, you're right. I need to do this. What if, let me ask you this then, oh, you know, we're, we're hitting time here. Um, but what if real fast, Maybe it could be another one. What if they say, I want to buy this, but I don't have an agent? Like, would you, as the realtor, would you recommend someone? Like, I could. Here, I have someone in my office. I can contact them. And I and I have had or, that. Okay. Um, and I've actually been on the receiving end of that, of getting a call and saying, hey, I've got someone here at this open house right now. They want to buy it. We don't feel comfortable with either dual agency. They want to be represented Will you please reach out to them? Perfect. Sounds good. Okay. I'll do my best. So so then again, and just because I have a relationship with that agent does not mean that we're conniving to get this deal put together. Correct. It's a huge, that would be a huge ethical violation. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, there are so many 
yes. So, uh, rules, ethics, I mean, there's so much that goes into it that it can't be violated because you could lose your license. Absolutely. And, and I am not one, going to risk say, my license over one deal. Absolutely not. No. You'll lose that deal before you lose your license. Yeah. Absolutely. So, all right. Well, I think we wrapped up that you're not stuck. You can. And then <laughs> you're <laughs> never stuck. You're never stuck. But I guarantee someone listening right now did not know that. Did not know that. Just know um, your agent, you are hiring them for a job. Yeah. And they are representing you. Yes. So keep that in mind when you're talking to people. Perfect. All right. Until next time. Adios. Adios, amigos. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for tuning in. We look forward to hearing from you. Definitely give us feedback. I know Jessica's received some great feedback so far, but we also want your questions. So look forward to answering those on future episodes. Have a good one. Till next time. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.